This spot is brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Parametric Equity Premium Income ETF, you know. Inside, you'll find institutional expertise from a specialized team with deep derivatives experience. Get to know what's inside PAPI, the symbol of alternative income, at eatonvance.com symbols. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Biden and Trump coast to victory in Michigan's presidential primary both prevailed, but they also drew sizable protest votes that carried warning signs for the November general election in a critical battleground state. Plus, lawmakers in Alabama rush to pass IVF protections as they confront the political fallout from a state court ruling, and the feud between universal music and TikTok reaches a fever pitch. It's Wednesday, February 28th. I'm Luke Vargas for The Wall Street Journal, and here is the AM edition of What's News, the top headlines and business stories moving your world today. We begin in Michigan, where voters have handed Donald Trump his fifth straight primary victory. The AP called the race just after polls closed, and with 99% of the vote counted this morning, he leads former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley 68% to 26%. Michigan is shaping up to be a key battleground this year, having backed Trump in 2016 before flipping back to Biden in 2020. And national political reporter John McCormick said that Trump is setting his sights on a Biden rematch. On Tuesday evening, Trump was not in Michigan, but he called into a Michigan GOP gathering and he was looking towards November in his remarks. He said, quote, we win Michigan, we win the whole thing. Undeterred, John said Haley is pledging to fight on, despite facing what is likely to be another wall of Trump support on March 5th, when 15 states, including California, North Carolina, and Texas, hold contests on what's known as Super Tuesday. She has committed to campaigning through at least then and potentially beyond, although most people expect her to take a very serious look at the situation uh, once she gets to Super Tuesday. By a week or two after that, Trump could have all the delegates that he needs to secure the nomination. Meanwhile, President Biden secured roughly 81 percent support in Michigan's Democratic primary, according to the AP, with his only main competition coming in the form of a protest campaign led by those angry with his Israel policy, which captured around 13 percent of the vote. White House reporter Sabrina Siddiqui. This organized effort by pro-Palestinian groups to persuade voters to cast their ballots as uncommitted really laid bare the political fallout from the president's handling of the Israel-Hamas war and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, and really the message that these voters were sending to President Biden and his administration is that absent a significant policy change, in their approach to the war, there's a very real risk that voters will either stay home in November or maybe vote third party. Biden's allies have pointed out that uncommitted ballots accounted for nearly 11 percent of the vote in Michigan's 2012 Democratic primary before former President Barack Obama handily won the state in the 
general election. Lawmakers in Alabama have introduced a pair of bills providing legal protection for providers of in vitro fertilization, or IVF, after a court ruling upended fertility treatments in the state. That ruling prompted some Alabama health clinics to suspend IVF treatments last week and have returned voter focus to reproductive rights. With polls showing strong support for fertility services, Democrats have sought to portray the Alabama ruling as extreme. Republican leaders have reacted swiftly, with Donald Trump calling on the Alabama legislature to immediately find a solution to preserve IVF, and the National Republican Senatorial Committee, which works to elect Republicans in the U.S. Senate, encouraging candidates to clearly and concisely reject efforts to restrict the treatment. At the same time, Senate Democrats in D.C. are pledging to call for a unanimous consent, or UC, vote today on a bill that would establish a right to treatments, including IVF. The Washington Senator Patty Murray, speaking yesterday, predicted that effort could hit procedural hurdles. If Republicans are now saying that they support IVF, don't block it tomorrow. Let it pass. If it, we know this in the Senate. If there is an urgent crisis in this country, we can do a UC and get it done. That's what should happen tomorrow. President Biden is today expected to limit sales of Americans' personal data to China and other adversarial countries. According to administration officials, the executive order is designed to counter a growing national security risk posed by the often revealing data that's generated by mobile apps, smartwatches, car sensors, and other ubiquitous digital devices. With officials adding that adversaries including Russia and China are leveraging these data sets to support hacking missions, espionage, and blackmail. The order comes as Washington tries to catch up to Beijing, which in recent years has put in place a complex web of laws and regulations restricting data from flowing out of China. And a series of wildfires are sweeping across the Texas panhandle as strong winds, dry grass, and unseasonably warm temperatures feed the blazes. The largest fire has so far burned nearly 400 square miles and remains 0% contained as of late Tuesday. Republican Governor Greg Abbott has declared a disaster in 60 counties, with thousands facing evacuations and power outages. A fire near America's main facility for the assembly of its nuclear weapons also prompted it to shut down operations last night, though those have since resumed. Coming up, fresh turmoil for China's property sector as Country Garden faces calls to liquidate. Plus, the world's biggest music company removes its songs from TikTok. We've got those stories and more after the break. This spot is brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Parametric Equity Premium Income ETF, you know. Inside, you'll find institutional expertise from a specialized team with deep derivatives experience. Get to know what's inside PAPI, the symbol of alternative income, at eatonvance.com slash symbols. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. 
Chinese property giant Country Garden is facing renewed pressure to settle its debt crisis with offshore investors after a creditor moved to liquidate the company. Evercredit has filed a liquidation petition to a Hong Kong court related to an outstanding loan of about $200 million. Shares of Country Garden fell almost 13 percent following the news, extending a year-long losing streak that sent the stock down by 75 percent. The Chinese developer has said that it will oppose the petition and that it doesn't expect the move to substantially affect its efforts to restructure offshore debt. After 10 years, Apple has pulled the plug on its efforts to build its own electric vehicle, having spent billions of dollars trying to transform the auto industry. With Tesla dominating the sector, Apple has struggled to keep up and will instead increase its investments in generative artificial intelligence. Reporter Aaron Tilly covers Apple for the journal and says the company is prioritizing R&D that focuses on its core consumer electronics business. Apple building its own car really never made a lot of sense for the company. Just building and selling cars is a much lower volume and lower profit margin business than Apple's used to. Apple would be taking some of those employees who worked on the car project and put them under their own group working on generative AI products. And the car group had its own employee base working on autonomous driving, AI systems, so that makes sense. And just this whole space of generative AI is taking off, and Apple is really seen as being behind on it. So Apple will be attempting to bring this generative AI tools to its hardware consumer electronic products. An ongoing feud between Universal Music and TikTok has stepped up a notch, with the music giant this week making good on its threat to require TikTok to remove songs by any songwriter signed to Universal's publishing division. TikTok started doing that late Monday and says that all such tracks will be removed by the end of the month. The move is expected to affect 80% of current hits across Universal, Warner Music Group, Sony Music Group, and independent labels, though TikTok has said that just 20 to 30% of popular songs used on the app would be silenced. Universal's showdown with TikTok comes as it bets on a new longer-term licensing model with royalties based on usage. TikTok has attempted to address Universal's concerns on compensation, platform safety, and artificial intelligence protections, but discussions have so far stalled. Meanwhile, competition is heating up in the streaming industry, where traditional production companies are struggling to keep up with the likes of Netflix. TV, film, and streaming giant Paramount Global's stock has lost more than 50% of its value in the past year, and today's earnings report from the company will be key for investors gauging the state of streaming. Mike Morris is the senior managing director at Guggenheim Securities, and he told WSJ's Take on the Week podcast why he's bullish on Paramount, even though the stock is suffering. We believe that Paramount could be an acquisition target, for a company looking to maximize their own scale as they compete with Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Disney. And we have written that we believe Warner Brothers Discovery is one entity that would benefit from combining with Paramount because we think it would give them scale on the studio side, increase their scale. They would be able to help mitigate some of the cost duplication between the two services 
So potentially some M&A in the cards there. And you can hear much more from that interview with Mike Morris on the latest episode of WSJ's Take on the Week, wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of the TV industry, we want to know how streaming has changed your viewing habits and what questions you have about the industry's future as we see more consolidation. Send us a note, or even better, record a voice memo on your phone and send that to us at wnpod at wsj.com. That's wnpod at wsj.com, or leave us a voicemail at 212-416-4328. Just be sure to include your name and your location, because we might use it on the show. And that is What's News for Wednesday morning. Today's episode was produced by Kate Bullivant and Charlie Duffield. Our supervising producer is Sandra Kilhoff, and I'm Luke Vargas for The Wall Street Journal. We will be back tonight with a new show. Until then, thanks for listening. 